Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. century, ravaged by violence, a society of perfect order will arise. Criminals will be frozen and reprogrammed in cryogenic prisons. The prisoners are ice cubes. Their criminal instincts are being reprogrammed as they sleep. Aggression and deviant behavior will be totally eliminated. He's a criminal the likes of which you have never seen. In a bad time, he was the worst. I'm going to love running this place. But in the year 2032... This morning, Simon Phoenix escaped from this cryo facility. We are, quite frankly, not equipped to deal with the situation. Amidst a world of peace and calm... We're police officers. We're not trained for this kind of violence. How was the fiendish Simon Phoenix apprehended back in the 20th? In the end, it took just one man. John Spartan. You mean the demolition man? Hello and welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we watch movies we haven't seen in a while and we all get together, maybe get a cup of coffee and discuss if we liked it still or not. <laughs> that sounds so pleasant. Yeah, this, this is like folksy. the library podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I've got a coffee in my hand. I feel folksy. I feel kind of... I don't know, yeah, we used to do this drinking beer, <laughs> and it was a lot different. Well, we've grown up a lot since then, you know? And, and it was a lot more angry. <laughs> um, yeah, you haven't hit me in a while, Rob. So. This week we've got a... You haven't made me. <laughs> we've got a big, exciting show for you. Uh, before we get into that, I should say I'm J.M. McNabb, and I'm joined, as always, by... Robert Larone And... Blaine Waters. And we have two special guests today. We have uh, my friend Brian Ward, who's been on the show a few times. I'm back, yes, yeah. I think, well, how many times have I done it? Twice, I feel this like. This is the third, yeah. This is number three. You were on uh, Lucky Number Three. We did The uh, Sandlot. Sand yeah. And we did Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah, I, yeah. I still haven't. Have you guys? No. I'm going to keep that <laughs> no. secret to no, my no, no, no. no, we agreed. <laughs> we agreed. <laughs> we made a pact. So. <laughs> That's why I'm back. Just yeah. making sure. Checking in on you guys. No one's told anyone. Right? Right. Ever not scheduled to come here. <laughs> if you're listening to this, send help. <laughs> and joining us also is Brian's friend, Ian Gordon. Hey, welcome. How's it going? Hey. Good. Thanks yeah. for coming, man. Yeah. And you two are the hosts of a podcast called Food and Chair Magazine. Can you guys tell us briefly what 
your podcast is about? I have no idea what it's Briefly. about. I'd like also to say that I did say welcome to start, and I shouldn't have said that because you should say, yeah. Anyway, just as a preface. <laughs> we're not recording I'm bad at intros and things. We're anyway, sending our welcome. That, yes, uh, precise. Yeah. Okay. I did that all the time. I saw a movie the other day, and the guy's like, enjoy the show. And I'm like, you too. Right? Oh, it's the that. worst. Yeah. It's the worst. So yeah, our, our podcast is Food and Chair Magazine. Basically, we have a list of chairs and a list of various foods, and we randomly pick out first a food talk about that food, whether we like it or not, okay. uh, give it a rating, okay. then same thing with the chair. Each segment there is about 15 minutes, and then okay. the last segment is, would it be good or prudent or bad to eat that food in that chair? And then we really ramp it up there. <laughs> That's the, this is, of course, a, a very serious podcast. It's very serious. I mean, okay. Brian and I, I we, we discussed that we really don't have any valid opinions on anything of merit. Right. So we should just talk about things that we know, which really right. amounts to eating and sitting. Right. Do you have any favorite chairs that you want to share? Uh, like that we've had on the podcast already? Or just, you know, in general? Uh, you know, I mean, I think a, a couch is pretty... <laughs> solidly like at that's, the a top broad, of the chair. that's a broad chair i mean well we i mean we say chair uh, but it's really and... more like a seat something you okay. can sit on like we've also right. had okay. in Could other episodes we've had a tree stump pulled before okay. oh nice uh, okay. we've had um now you have my we, we've recorded we've recorded <laughs> one season already 12 episodes and we're in the middle of recording our second season now did so. you bring those envelopes with you because no, i don't want to talk we about this them, movie anymore <laughs> we keep them in a vault <laughs> Okay. We keep them locked up because uh, <laughs> right. they're going to be worth something someday. <laughs> Price Waterhouse or whoever yeah, yeah, yeah. comes with like a, yeah, they're, they're, they're just these stained like old crinkly envelope with like you know the plastic window in the side of it. Right. Like it's not a nice looking envelope. I just <laughs> stole it from work and stuffed all the <laughs> foods in there. But we've kept it with us this whole time. So That's beautiful. It's, it's a special thing. It's a yeah. very funny show. I've listened to it. I think it's great. We and have some good conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we gotta know, have you guys come come uh, on on the podcast. Uh, we would be love great. that. Yeah. And you know, when we started the show, there were a few, but since since we started it, there are a lot of shows, podcasts where uh yeah. people watch old movies and then talk about it. As far as I know, <laughs> yours is the only yeah. show. We're the only guy Guys talking about chairs. I'll tell you that. Well, there's food podcasts, food. but there's no chairs podcasts at all. No chairs yeah. are getting any kind of spotlight, and that's what we're trying to. We're going to have bring. to fact check that. Yeah, please do. Okay. Please let us know who's competing with us. Yeah, and then we bring the food game in, and it's 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 a wrap. We're at the top of the chair podcast market. It's not a big market. I'm going to tell you that now. It's not a big market. <laughs> Maybe that's why there are yeah. any chairs podcasts, but we're trying to break the mold. You know, you're going to have to like start selling out soon you're gonna have to start doing you know like chairs from ikea and give them a plug and then yeah. food from taco bell okay that leads us into our movie today um, yeah. uh, so, or pizza hut i don't know yeah we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that yeah, yeah. Um, beverly hills chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> nope we are talking about 1993's demolition man and before we go around and talk about when we first saw it i do quickly want to thank our sponsor hello fresh and all of our Patreon donors, if you want to donate a few bucks a month, go to our website, rewatchability.com. There's a button on there or patreon.com slash rewatchability. A few bucks a month helps keep us going. Uh, you get the show early and there are some other perks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It'll keep Blaine out of debtor's cryo prison. <laughs> uh, that's not like a promise. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Demolition Man because, yeah, we've, we've done a few Stallone movies 
a maybe, couple, maybe like one cliffhanger. Or two. cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger, cliffhanger is the one. Cliffhanger. Yeah, we we haven't done a lot of them though. There were, there were no. so many in the eighties. He was like really Judge one of like Dredd. the big. I mean, yeah. those are like even like the second or third rate Stallone movies. But like sure. Rambo and Rocky and uh, yeah, Rhinestone. So actually, we had <laughs> Brian and I had kind of a back and forth. One word art title. I came with a bunch of Stallone yeah. movies from this kind of era. And for, for some reason, we settled on Demolition Man because I was also communicating with these guys. We're trying to find something that we all had in common. Yeah. And and we settled on Demolition Man. When was the first time you saw it? And also, what was your kind of personal connection to Stallone when you were younger? I don't remember exactly the first time I saw it, but it is a movie I've watched a lot of times when I was younger. Like, I was born in 83, so I probably watched it. I didn't see it in the theaters, but I would have seen it as, like, a new release at Blockbuster or whatever. So it would have been 11 or 12, probably, something like that. And I feel like this movie is perfectly made for an 11 or 12 year old <laughs> boy like there's a lot of uh just stupid action in it and a lot of guns being fired no one not a lot of people getting hit with bullets a lot of missing but uh, there's a lot of gunfire and action and i remember really thinking that wesley snipes was super cool in this movie <laughs> of course. you know Simon Phoenix and saying Simon Says all the time. Like I just remember it being like one of my favorite yeah. when action someone... movies as a <laughs> as a kid because it was just so it was almost like a comic book movie. Yeah. Did you sure. have one of those toys, the Simon? Do you remember that? The oh, the pocket yeah. Simon. Yeah. Where you had to it memorize. It wasn't a Wesley Snipes. <laughs> yeah, no. that was not a tie <laughs> into this movie. No. Oh, shit. This okay. movie did have toys, a uh, toy line. We'll talk about that a little later. Wh- what about you, Ian? When did you watch this movie? I. It must have been around you know theatrical release. There, I didn't. I definitely didn't see in the theaters either because I'm an 82 same sort of age as Brian but I remember specifically two things I don't the plot not so much I didn't recall until I rewatched it but I remember the swearing tickets those oh, being yeah. hilarious oh, yeah. and me just being like that's silly I'd be in debt so much even as a 12 year old I'd be in debt and then also Wesley Snipes' hair Wes- that haircut and that hair is like that has kept going like demolition yeah. man aside but like that hair if you see it influenced it, dennis rodman 100 percent. and now he's the ambassador to north korea yeah. that hair might save america that's what i'm thinking <laughs> the world also an, as, as an aside is that is he the most badass movie character named simon how many yeah. do, how many simons are uh, there jeremy irons and die hard three Shit. oh yeah it's okay, kind of yeah. tough maybe not as tough that's mm-hmm. those two guys together though That'd be tough. That'd be a double Simon. Good Simon. <laughs> the double Simon. Oh, they man. should team up and do a movie called Ryman Simon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're on a Simon. Yeah. Or just cover that Paul Simon album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Simon could be it. He acts. Yeah. And you guys were both big Stallone fans, I'm guessing. Yeah. I think, I think I've think i seen like all of those, all of those Stallone movies from that period for sure. Like I would rent, I would watch a lot of movies up north where you could like up in my cottage or whatever be like. 99 cents a movie so you just rent 10 movies there's nothing else to do yeah and just watch don't enjoy nature. and they don't they're not looking they're not checking id at the corner store true, in like yeah. fenland falls ontario <laughs> like they're just happy that someone's here to spending money your parents were like brian come outside and enjoy the daylight you're like no i'm inside watching daylight <laughs> oh, sylvester one. stallone <laughs> <laughs> i got a lot of stallone movies to get through here mom uh, so many stallone puns <laughs> uh, oh yeah they're they're just getting yeah. started what about you guys uh, Rob when did you see Demolition Man I remember we rented this one weekend at my dad's we went 
through a lot of the Stallone movies, especially like the ones in the 90s, because they were probably better, more cartoony for kids, it seemed like. So I remember watching this, and I remember kind of liking it as a kid. There was like a lot of stuff to remember. It, it was funny, like the Taco Bell thing, or like so much stuff that we'll get into. I don't want to talk about it now, because it's just so great. Uh, <laughs> But I hadn't seen it in a long time. But, you know, I remembered, like, young Sandra Bullock and, and Wesley Snipes. He used to be so good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Before Cryer Prison. Yeah. yeah. I think he had, to, he had to pay all of his charisma to the IRS. That's why he's <laughs> not, not as great anymore. Yeah. yeah. But I sort of assumed it would be— And his hair. He had to yeah. donate that. But I, I don't have, like—I don't really, like, love this movie. And I didn't yeah. really, like, love Stallone movies in general. I just sort of thought of them as, like, sort of dumb action movies, which are sort of interchangeable. But this one did sort of stick out amongst the dumb action movies, which are interchangeable. Okay. Uh, Blaine, what about you? I don't, have a, I don't have a big memory with this movie. I think Ebert said that this movie <laughs> would be remembered for all week. Could have been Plutarch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I— He was wrong because it's, like— 25 years later. I know, and we're still yeah. talking about it. But Take I did podcast happening about Glad it, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> really showing him. <laughs> so I haven't thought about it in a long while, but I think it's a perfect choice because it's one of those movies that I think rewatching it, I was excited to rewatch it because I was like, maybe there's something in here that has like some value now that maybe it told the future in some way and in one way it did. And Taco Bell's being the only restaurant we have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's hoping, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I was I was looking forward to watching it for for that. And I do remember like some of the key scenes, like the three seashells. I remember yeah, getting around. Yeah, that. yeah that's and, what I was referring to. And <laughs> that's the single greatest thing about this movie is the three <laughs> seashells <laughs> because yeah, it became kind of a it. meme, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of like every time you'd get high as a teenager, you'd be like, "So how would they use the three seashells?" And you'd be like, "Shut up, Blaine." Every time. Yeah. <laughs> So don't tell me to shut up, mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. Uh, okay. Oh, well, me. I don't have a big memory of this. I, I think I saw it on TV like when I was young. I, I do remember hmm. they advertised it a lot on the back of comic books. Yeah, you know, it had that? its own comic book for just after it was released in oh, theaters. Really? It had a November mm-hmm. run. Yeah, but I also remember just like on the back of like Spider Man, there would be a Demolition Man poster, which is kind of weird. The era of the like, back of comic book movie posters. Yeah, but like usually it was like kids movies or teen movies. Like this was a pretty. A, Adults. This is the thing with the like late 80s, early 90s. They didn't know who to market these movies to. They just marketed everything to kids. Like all the yeah. violent movies, all <laughs> yeah, the sci-fi movies. Vi- it's just... got some pretty yeah. Yeah. hardcore violence in it at, at some point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Some gore and stuff like that. Yeah, totally. I mean, it was it was an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. And, did it do really uh, well? There was, was nudity? It, there was, was it like a success, pretty successful? I think it did. I think it made about $150 million, uh-huh. uh, which uh, in today's money is probably even more. And the budget looks like it might have been around three dollars. So that's that's pretty good. <laughs> hey, they did they did a good job. <laughs> they did all right. They did all right. <laughs> um, okay, they had well, to spend half of it on Wesley Snipes' hair dye. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about what actually happens in Demolition Man. Rob, do you want to run down the plot of the movie? Yeah. So it sort of starts in a dystopian past. <laughs> well, it was present then. Well, I mean, it was the future then. It was dystopian 1996, oh, three right. years after the release of this movie and Los Angeles has become like a demilitarized zone, which is being ruled by Wesley Snipes' character, Simon Phoenix. It's basically like Escape from L.A. material at the beginning of the movie and they've apparently, as we sort of learn from John Spartan, who is Sly Stallone's character, he has like 30 
hostages from a bus, and they're going in there to save these hostages. And so he goes in. They were just like it was ninety three. Speed came out in ninety six. Like they were this close to a better <laughs> plot for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the screenwriters later were probably like, "Man, we should have just focused on those bus." Hostages. <laughs> yeah, that one idea you had. Hey, that Sandra, was... Sandra, come here. <laughs> <laughs> now, when were the L.A. riots? Like, were the L.A. riots around this time? Yeah, the year before. The year movie. before. Yeah. So this movie was rife to be made right right there. Well, I think that's kind of what they're saying, but I think like there's a difference between like social unrest and like, you know, Simon Phoenix. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of like super gangster taking over. Right. Well, I mean, I do think that some of that must I a lot of it's probably an accident because I imagine it was yeah. written before yeah, that, it was but written, I think yeah. in light of the riots, a lot of the movie becomes pretty Sending, sending a pretty terrible message. Yeah, for sure. Well, I yeah. think that scene in particular got written l- the last in the script because it was the script was given to Fred Decker, who writes with Shane Black sometimes, and then he rewrote the beginning. Right. Uh, okay. Because he was like, you need to see, you know, Kansas yes. before you see Oz. So, right. Uh, which is like, I mean, we can just see Oz. It's fine. And we Kansas don't, is don't. Oh, it's on fucked fire. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm sure he put all that in there. And it's yeah, problematic. I mean, like, it's, it, it opens with the Hollywood sign on fire. <laughs> yeah. It's not subtle about... <laughs> no. About, yeah. No. Okay, so yeah. sorry, sorry, go well, on. Well, so he goes in there and he, like, confronts Simon Phoenix. And they're, like, old enemies. And he... Um, Just trading one-liners. Yeah, that's right. And at one point, like, he doesn't notice that there's all this, like, gas leaking onto the thing. And Simon, onto the floor, like, yeah. yeah, onto the floor. And Simon, like, lights it on fire and there's a big explosion. He manages to, like, knock him out uh, and get out of the building, you know, just before the explosion. Does the slow motion thing. And he saves Simon's life so that he can put him in jail. But he finds out that these 30 hostages were still in the building. He thought that there was nobody in there because they'd done like a thermal imaging thing. Right. And they it's only... the future, 1996. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And they only found like signatures for like the eight gang members. But it turns out when they go in there, they find all these bodies. And so Spartan is already sort of like, you know, he's a loose cannon, believe it or not. Right. With a name like Spartan. With a bad sense of smell as well. You'd figure you'd be able to smell that gas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's all over you. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's everywhere. In the room. He's demolition man, <laughs> not smells good man. <laughs> but yeah, well, he has this reputation as the demolition man. He just he's reckless. There's a superior who doesn't like that. Right. And now it seems like he's been set up to kill all of these people through his recklessness, and he ends up getting prosecuted for putting those lives at risk. Which I gotta say is a. <laughs> flimsy case it's so you know? flimsy. <laughs> like it's basically just simon phoenix going like i told him there were bodies in there and he said he didn't care and they're it's like, like yeah. you're going to jail Spartan. Yeah. yeah this this criminal always tells the truth <laughs> he said simon says before yeah. he said what he said so did he say sure. simon says <laughs> sorry john we gotta, i have to allow it put <laughs> well so they this being the future of 1996, they put him in cryo prison. Oh, man. Which is basically like they freeze him. Like Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> like Walt Disney yeah. or uh, Ted Williams. And they uh, they sentence him to 70 years of cryo prison. So they uh, strip him down and freeze him in a big ice cube tray. Because you got to see all of them at this point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He worked on those muscles. Come on. 
Yeah. Well, it's subverting the male gaze or something. There's no, like, we don't I, see any of Sandra Bullock in this. No, this whole thing is just a reaction, like Stallone being like, uh, I want to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And yeah. oh, yeah. being like, I want to be the Terminator. I want to do some so, naked crouching. Oh, no, yeah, this naked movie crouching. is 100% reverse Terminator. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. yeah. You can hurt yourself doing the reverse Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> the no, it's like a guy chasing a guy in the future. Right. The, the cryogenic <laughs> freezing in lieu of, like, having someone actually spend time in jail seems like a, not much of a punishment. You yeah, know? yeah. Like you, no. This will be just, over so fast. Like, oh, you committed a murder. Well, we're going to send you to the future. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like... Where money okay. is no, no obstacle. You mean I'll be old? No. You'll be the same age as you are right now. But everyone will be a lot nicer. Wake up and it's going to be all over. The worst thing we can think of is to make you a fish out of water. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to know how to wipe your ass. I'll tell you that. You're going to feel pretty dumb when you're in that bathroom. And you'll think yeah. real hard about all those hostages you could have saved. Yeah. <laughs> but but there is there is the drawback of like your whole family dying while you're under. Yeah. Though he doesn't really seem to give a shit about that too much. Well, also, there's, they give them, they feed their brain like behavior modification is another right. part of the crowd. Right. So it's like, oh, this guy's a child pornographer. Well, now he'll know how to knit because that's what they do, apparently. <laughs> yeah. it's like, how the fuck is that going to help? So arbitrary. Yeah. There's humor in this. They're, they're, well, they try. Like the yeah. knitting and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And, yeah, and Sandra Bullock not being able to say expressions properly. Mm-hmm. It's like half-hearted attempts at being funny. Yeah. Yeah. What's really funny, I think, is that is that he's the demolition man. His move is to demolish stuff. He's like, oh, there's a criminal in there. Well, all right, I'm going to demolish the absolute shit out of this building. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? Well, is there any other way we can do it? No, no, no. It's a demolishing. All right, man. All right. That's why you get call to, get, yeah. get to demolishing. It's going to be a six-week job. I'm going to need to lay charges here and here. <laughs> I, got a lot of, I got a lot of permits I'm going to have to yeah. sign. You got, you There's got, a lot of red tape I'm going to have to cut through first. Barrels of but gasoline. But we'll get this guy. <laughs> you want this done right or what? <laughs> okay, but so they flash forward to the future. It's 2032. And they're like pulling out some of these ice cubes for parole. And they're bringing up Wesley Snipes for his parole hearing. And the warden is there. And he's he, he wants to get this over with because he has dinner with Wallace Shawn soon. It's Andre Gregory. <laughs> and Wesley Snipes somehow knows how to like knows the code to his restraints and like gets out mm-hmm. and well, then he, the code is like saying teddy bear yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird it's like a maximum security it's, it's a safety so word weird. <laughs> safe that's word that's the weirdest part but again, it's so kind of like Warden Christopher Robin. <laughs> what, what is happening in this world? But now he destroys a whole bunch of people with like his restraints in this room that yeah. he was restrained in. It's just Total Recall. This is exactly a scene from Total Recall. This is yeah. all Schwarzenegger movies all over the place. So, wow. Yeah. He wanted to do not just one Schwarzenegger movie. <laughs> I'll do I'm all of them. I'm doing all of the Schwarzenegger <laughs> yeah. movies in this movie. Yeah. Make it happen. I'll be back in an work hour. Junior into this. Yeah, get me a smaller twin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he so he breaks out and because this is like a surveillance state, this future is like everything's changed since 1996. Everything's gone a complete 180. This is like a non-violent future. So we see all the cops at the police station. This is a surveillance state. The computer sort of recognizes or senses that there's been murders or as they call them mdks 
murder death kills <laughs> I hate that so much yeah. I know it sounds like something Awful. on the Burger King menu yeah. right <laughs> sounds I have like two the, murder death kills it sounds like the band you had in high school yeah <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> REP is available <laughs> but so they like try to contain him remotely from the computer thing and these are all the cops it's like Sandra Bullock Benjamin Bratt, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. He just got upgraded from hotel security. (laughs) And again, this is like the problem. We're talking about the LA riots. Like this is the problem with this movie, especially coming out of this time is like someone (laughs) forecasting the problem in the future will be that police are too tranquil. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're not going to have enough guns. It's like, that's so going to be the problem in America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess the second amendment. That right. <laughs> the Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh. But he, like, outwits their systems. They, he, there's nothing that they can do. They're totally unprepared to deal with somebody who is actually, He's you like know, a hacker. not docile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has all these, yeah, he has all these, like, strange hacking skills, and, like, all this time we're sort of, like, with him, and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's actually, I mean, Wesley Stife pulls that stuff off, I feel. Yeah. Like, he, mm-hmm. he does a pretty good job of being really, like, animated and surprised at himself and just really happy that he can kill again. Like, well, he does that pretty well. Yeah, I sort of forgot how charismatic he could be. Yeah. Like, I guess after all those Blade movies and the tax uh, evasion <laughs> yeah, thing. For sure. He was put in cryostasis, wasn't he? Yeah. So. Well, he's still seemed, there. Like when the movie starts, he seems kind of he seems kind of out of place because he's so silly. But he's kind of the only one I, I think that gets the tone of what the movie should be in a way. Oh, right, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, he actually is good in it. You know, he he's got some things to say. When he comes on screen, you go, okay. This yeah. is, I'll, I'll, I'm ready for this. What's he going to do? He's got blonde hair. I'm ready to go. I, I kind of found <laughs> myself ready for him. Because <laughs> of the blonde hair. Yeah, I you, don't got, know. you got my attention with that blonde hair. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so they're like, how do we deal with this guy? And they ask, there's this like old veteran who's like, he he was there back in the day when. He was a helicopter pilot. He was, yeah, he right. was flying the helicopter. He was flying the helicopter. And they're like, well, how did you catch him then? And he's like, there's only one man who can do it. It's John Spartan. There was only one man. <laughs> for the job the person we incarcerated for gross incompetence (laughs) 30 people died under his watch a whole building like the whole building came down yeah but they haven't given him a nickname purely based on the fact that he just destroyed property (laughs) he's gonna do that if we bring him back it's uh, gotta make that clear society for like 30 years they can afford to lose a few people that's (laughs) (laughs) so they thought him they pop him out of the ice cube tray Thumb back out, and he's like, you know, he's a little bit grumpy. And, you know, I think they say that, like, even though they think that they didn't have, like, they weren't conscious while they were frozen, he says that he could feel like every moment, and he was always just thinking of his, like, family and oh, how God. they were. You hear those him. stories about the people that go under anesthetic and then kind of oh, wake up God. halfway through? They're terrifying. I feel like if you were just trapped yeah, in an ice mobile. cube for 30, how, how many years is it that he was in there? 30, 30 years. 30 some odd years. Yeah. Over 30 years. Yeah. yeah. And he like doesn't 45 go, years or something. He doesn't I think. go insane. Yeah, like you would be yeah. insane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. frozen but conscious. You'd come out dribbling. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, Stallone kind of does that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It actually explains a lot. <laughs> well, but they also implant him with a bunch of stuff, so maybe they counteract that. Like his programming, he suddenly finds himself with like an urge to, to knit. Right. right. Uh, which is funny because knitting isn't a masculine activity. <laughs> right. Oh, the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Painting us all into boxes. Yeah. 
But he does have a hard time getting used to this future and like to the way that they do things now because, you know, he's used to the rough and tumble world of 1996. <laughs> he's not used to like, uh, you know, this like new docile environment where, where like you can't even swear because every time you swear, like an infraction thing comes out of the wall. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, shake hands. You can't. Or high there, yeah, there's no, no physical spicy contact. Foods, no, no alcohol. No. Yeah, yeah. there's like a whole bu- list of things that Sandra Bullock list that they don't do anymore yeah. they, she says if it's not good for you it's illegal so like smoking is illegal mm-hmm. bizarrely taco bell is encouraged <laughs> <laughs> the diarrhea factory is taco bell yeah. somehow okay in spicy this foods no taco bell yes <laughs> i don't get it dr carousel <laughs> something happened to you tell me more yeah <laughs> he's got a lot of taco bell stocks <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, we, we're going to need to like carve out a good thirty-five minutes to talk about Taco Bell when it comes into the story. <laughs> just, just a heads up. Yeah, we really should have got a sponsorship or something, <laughs> or this movie should have. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course they did, and the reason why it's Taco Bell is apparently because uh, they that was the only sort of fast food franchise that wanted to do a partnership with an R-rated movie because, you know, McDonald's has Happy Meals. Well, a lot of them are sort of kid-centric. Talk right? about, See, like, we don't, <laughs> we don't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. Do it. It's, it's only most... if we're the only restaurant. They're like, okay. See, I heard the opposite. So in the future, like, what we're saying is there's only one restaurant. They say that, like, Taco Bell was the sole survivor of the restaurant wars, the, the franchise, franchise wars. wars. Oh, my God. Um, but apparently, like, they chose Taco Bell... There was there was other people that there was other businesses that wanted to to do it, but Taco Bell was known. Yeah, uh, in, yeah, it was like specifically more. because really? like it was yeah. they wanted it to be like the the uh, zenith of like of awful fast food, and they thought yeah. that like Taco Bell being like the blandest and cheapest See, would be the one to uh, well, sort no, of. I I actually heard the opposite. I heard one of the writers said that other quote other chains wouldn't do a tie in with an R rated movie. Well, huh. that's that's weird because because uh, Pizza Hut did. In in other Overseas, countries, yeah. 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 I yeah. watched the version with Pizza Hut. I watched the version with Pizza Hut too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was me, so weird, it wasn't it? It, it? it was weird. It made me want Pizza Hut. I, won't lie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, the stuffed uh, crust. Yeah. It was. I like but, grease. But yeah. you're not far off of saying the stuffed crust, like Stallone. He was like, he was like, yeah, well, we're going to go to pizza because he, he says at one at one point he's like, oh, we're going to go out and like go to a fancy restaurant, have pizza. I mean, I could use a slice. It's damn good. And like it was just like, damn. He this mentions is it again. He mentions it again. He's like. Oh yeah, you know I like pizza. It's pizza. just like, all right. So, yeah. uh, so, so. <laughs> you know what I like about pizza? Uh, grease. I like Listen, a lot of grease in my pizza. Sal, we're gonna need you to plug the pizza a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> all well, right, so all right. This is what really happened. hit it. Really, on hit the it. American release, I'm Rocky. I can it is it. Taco Bell, and like it was filmed as Taco Bell, but. For all the international releases, which was the one that I saw and the one that you saw, they superimposed the Pizza Hut logo over the Taco Bell logo and also overdubbed all of the dialogue to say pizza instead of tacos. Which is weird because you can watch it, the two uh, scenes online, and it's still the same food. Yeah, the they're still eating tacos. <laughs> There's no pizza. No. Uh, those pizza wars is like, complicated. It's like uh, the meaning of pizza has been lost in this world. <laughs> it's an antiquated term that just means food. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor, not Taco Bell. Or Pizza uh, Hut. <laughs> we're we're going to come back with more, probably more Taco Bell discussion. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, we're back. We're talking about Demolition Man and Taco Bell and Pizza Hut. We're, we're here Hard with Brian Ward and crunchy. Ian Gordon. Uh, <laughs> so do you guys want to keep talking about Pizza Hut and Taco Bell or should we move on? Well, I mean, it, the reason why they go to Pizza Hut or Taco Bell, depending on where you live, is that they, like, inadvertently save the doctor's life. This guy, Dr. Cocteau, who is, like, the visionary behind this utopian society, mm-hmm. they inadvertently save his life from Simon Phoenix. He doesn't actually seem worried, but, you know, nonetheless, he does them the courtesy of inviting them to dinner at Pizza Hut or Taco Bell. And they actually have a great time at Taco <laughs> Bell. And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a, a nice. fancy restaurant. <laughs> They become friends? Yeah. Well, they sort of, like, hit it off. Two things I did want to note about Taco Bell before we move on from Taco Mm. Bell. Can we say Taco Bell more? Taco Bell. (laughs) The Taco Bell logo changed after this movie to kind of match the future version of it. Did you guys notice that? Oh, wow. It used to be that, like, brown and yellow thing, and now it's, like, the purple (laughs) angular bell. That was, like, that came from this movie. They're like, now is the time. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it's the future now. They also installed the three seashells. (laughs) I mean, I think that's what they did. Uh, But, I mean, like, that's the kind of horror of this future, is that not only is Taco Bell mandatory, but there's no toilet paper. (laughs) I can't think of a more hellish dystopia. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ray Bradbury. Is this really a movie even... about the future, or or is it like a purgatory of some <laughs> like a, yeah. a stoner's panic dream? <laughs> yeah. 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 If you peel back the layers of this movie, you'll find that they're all just sinners in hell. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of morality, they go back, or maybe not morality, but they go back to Sandra Bullock's place, and she propositions John Spartan. She's like, "Do you want to have sex?" And he's like, not yeah. really. I just ate at Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm going to need a few minutes. I'm a little <laughs> bloated. <laughs> Yo, I need four seashells. <laughs> you got any scrap paper? <laughs> I don't know if you guys have been to Taco Bell. Not an aphrodisiac. <laughs> well, yeah. to own. <laughs> but so she propositions him and he says, OK. And so she says, you know, wait here. This is the weird thing, because this is just after he learns his wife is dead. Right. <laughs> you know, he'll never well, see his wife free. again. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll hit that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just so. Wait, so my wife's dead, right? <laughs> She's not going to like walk in. <laughs> he's like such okay. an awful human being. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing says uh, a night of lovemaking like a filthy burrito and finding out your partner is deceased. Yeah, oh God. He even tests his breath and goes, ugh. Ah. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. You know what's weird? I noticed, and maybe I, maybe I missed it, but earlier in the movie, that he asked about his wife, and they're like, oh, your wife died in the, in the earthquake. The big one. And then he's like, I had a daughter. And they're like... We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> and then they never, they never go back to it. They like you never, never go really gets closure on the daughter situation. You know, it's so awkward if he runs into her. No, on the street. I thought the daughter. I like when I when I was rewatching it, I was like, it'd be so great if the daughter was Sandra Bullock. No, that, that went wouldn't. through my brain. Oh. That went through my brain. I was like. Does that happen? I don't remember that part. Well, and they're like, no, no, we're not going to touch on that plot point again. My dad's nickname was Demolition Man. Anyway, the sex <laughs> room over here. And he was frozen in the standard <laughs> Demolition. Yeah. My dad was named after an apple, too. That's weird. Uh, I feel like they maybe had that, and they were like, 
Cut it. No. <laughs> no, but people are going to think that's too weird. Taco Bell doesn't like it. We've got Total Recall Terminator. Should we throw a little Back to the Future in here, too? Was Schwarzenegger in that one? No, never mind then. Forget but it. Apparently, there was a whole thing that was deleted where they ran into his daughter in the underground and she was like living one of the squalid non existences down there eating rat burgers. Oh. So. oh, so they did have a part and they just what? decided. But yeah. it's weird that they kept that one part where he's like, I had a daughter, and they're like, we need you to find Wesley Snipes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Could you just tell me if she's alive? Or <laughs> just he, well, that's the thing Sandra Bullock does, and he's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, then I don't need to go see her. Yeah. I just need to like, find sorry, uh, Sly, uh, Dennis Leary's rant ran long, so we're going to have to cut the emotional <laughs> reunion with your daughter. <laughs> oh, you, can't let the, you can't give that guy a microphone. Just, <laughs> <laughs> we got to let him know that everything. people want to smoke. Well, that's what happens at the, at the dinner is that the, they find out these poor, these poor people living underground. Yeah, that's right. So there's this whole race of people living under, under L.A. Uh, they're called hom- homeless people. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, yeah, there's a. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of where all the Mexican people went. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. No, no, like, that's right. Yeah, like, yeah. there's no other Mexican people. And then what they about go down. Benjamin Brad? Where's he from? Well, I don't know, <laughs> but he's like Latino. <laughs> Of okay. some sort. Yeah, well, there's Benjamin Bratt. But I mean, like, the Spanish-speaking citizens of L.A. Yeah. are all in this, like, Terry Gilliam verse below the city. I, I did sort of notice that. Like, yeah. the upper level is a lot more white than the lower level. Though it's not completely, you know. And I think that's intentional. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. And also from t- kind of like Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> there's also that one moment after the after the scene with him and Sandra and the, the sex helmets where he discovers the sex helmets. That's yeah. what we were talking about. We'll get to the about. sex helmets. The the doctor Dr. Cousseau or whatever his name is, where he he sees that he has control over Snipes in some way or mm-hmm. Simon Phoenix. But the best part about that is that he views it on a mini disc. It's like, <laughs> of all the things, they're like, all right, well, listen, it's, it's 1993. I can't possibly predict that minidisc will be, uh, you know, obsolete. obsolete. <laughs> yeah. We got flying cars. We got cryogenic prisons. We got a utopian society. Yeah, minidisc will probably still be around there. Well, There's a lot of hard drives based on there. reference to laser discs. She well, doesn't like, know what she's talking right? about. Like yeah. he's, well, that's another thing we didn't disc. talk about. She's obsessed with the 90s. Yeah, that's right. Uh, like she's got in her in her office, she's got a Lethal Weapon 3 poster. Yeah. Coincidentally, right. produced by Joel Silver, who produced this movie. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, her apartment's full of all kind of '90s knickknacks, but also a juke like stuff from the '60s too. Like also a jukebox, and I don't know. It's yeah. kind of weird. It's from every. I think yeah, there's like, like a '50s jukebox. Sort of, you know, so runs together. <laughs> Where... That's true. She loves like '90s action movies, and then like yeah, like John F. Kennedy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Art from the '70s, you know about? Yeah, yeah just... a lot of plates on the walls, which like I don't know. It's like a '30s thing. I she think. Has, I don't I know, know she what... has Dick Cavett's autobiography on her <laughs> shelf. I don't know if you guys. Were they were getting that into the movie? <laughs> did she really? Yeah, no, she totally did. I noticed what? that. I was really like room two thirty seven in this movie. <laughs> so it's the twentieth century. Then she's yeah, she's just she a likes, fan of the twentieth. Just likes history, you know. Yeah. She's just the a model, poster of Hitler above the bed. <laughs> the model T is in there. It's uh, yeah. well, okay. Let's talk about the sex helmets. Yes, because uh, this is a big scene. Yeah. So what happens? <laughs> they wear sex helmets. <laughs> no. So she says, "I want to have sex with you." Wait right here. And then she goes away, and, you know, we think she's going to get all sexied up, slip into something more comfortable. She comes back she, with a couple Oculus Rifts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but she does at the same time. Well, like she, yeah. I mean, she wears something know. slinky, too. I was like, 
You don't need to. You're just yes, putting you on do. a helmet. Come on. <laughs> you have to like you wear your clothes. It, you have to transition Get... into that reality. But no, anyway, if, so if you're gonna have sex with a helmet, you're in yoga pants and a you're so you're, in, you're full comfortable. Andy circus <laughs> like moat cap suit. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Immersed in a tank <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well. So yeah. And also, it's it's really weird because it's just like a little helmet thing. It's like like yeah. there's nowhere to put the penis. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I didn't see anything. No, no, no. Yeah, that would have been a way better scene if Special Sloan tried. Do I have to? Put to it uh, on his what do I? Uh, <laughs> what do I? <laughs> yeah, do well, I have sex with my helmets, and then <laughs> <laughs> the gist of it is that they only have sex through virtual reality, through some sort of like weird, like holographic, like some you know, rave. head trip, kind of virtual sex rave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's it seems really not hot. No. No. no, it seems very disorienting for for <laughs> yeah. Stallone. Also, yeah. if you have like seizures, like and don't do the sex helmet. Like he, he pulls out. I mean, pulls it off. Whatever. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't like it. No, he's not. Yeah, he, he's not no. into it. But then he kind of corners her to try to kiss her, like physically, when she's said again and again, "That's not something that she loves." Everything from the 20th century except kissing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess like you know, in the future, they're just so concerned about like super bugs, and they talk about like you know, first it was HIV, then there was EDM, then there was something else. <laughs> HBO is yeah. awful. HBO, yeah. ELO. <laughs> I think that was before. BTO. <laughs> also before. Uh, also, another thing I noticed about this movie all of the kind of funny bits like this are all from sleeper the woody allen movie oh, like they have like oh, yeah. the same jokes about okay let's have sex and then she like brings out like the sex ball <laughs> maybe <laughs> actually stallone was in bananas that's oh. close yeah maybe maybe woody allen was like i got this great idea for a movie set in the future and stallone he was, was like great he was one of the writers gonna sit on it for 30 years <laughs> no but yeah and then like moments after that there's like the joke with like the video Screen yeah. making a wrong call. I'm pretty sure that was a joke that of was Sleeper. sleeper yeah. yeah, and even just the premise of Sleeper, also the premise of this movie. So <laughs> one part Terminator, one part Total Recall, one part Sleepers. Yeah, all right. Not Sleepers. They don't like murder a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Sleeper. Single. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's the wrong Woody Allen movie. Wait, is Sleepers. Sleepers a <laughs> he will never make that movie. <laughs> is Sleepers a sequel to Sleeper like Aliens is a sequel to Alien? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Well, so there's more stuff that happens. We sort of find out that this doctor guy has actually was behind releasing Phoenix from the cryo thing and implanting with all these super skills so that he could kill Dennis Leary, which, I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> you don't need to go that far. <laughs> Is also his name is Phoenix. Like you kind of know that he's gonna. I don't know. It's just you name yourself that. You know you're gonna be cry frozen, risen from the end. Well, they say like, that right? at one point. Yeah, they do. Someone literally <laughs> says the Phoenix rises. They, don't, they didn't say yeah. it like Bane. Like Bane. But, uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's a family name. <laughs> yeah. But they don't even give it to Wesley Snipes. They give it to like some other guy. Yeah, there's some cheesy one-liners. Uh, Stallone's got a good one where he swings the TV at him and he says, you're on TV. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. And also the final line is like someone – or Wesley Snipes is like, you're dead. And he's like, no, you are. Like that – what? Yeah, That's yeah, right. yeah. Like, All right. I'm rubbish. You're glue. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets hit by like a glue truck. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> oh, so then what happens? I'm sorry. I mean, he's a rat burger. Yeah. Well, I mean, before that, like, <laughs> Snipes kills the kills the doctor because obviously, like, he's not gonna you know 
be controlled. Or he can't kill the doctor, so he has one of his other guys do it. He convinces him to unthaw a bunch of old criminals. He gets out the uh, former governor of Missouri. Uh, Jesse Ventura? Yeah, which... Yeah, which, which, which yeah that's yeah. the one. <laughs> that doctor's a, a moron. <laughs> like, I've hey, built this point. utopian society. I've, cre- I've unfrozen the one man who's vicious but cannot hurt me. He wants to unfreeze 12 vicious men. All right, what the hell? Should I give them the same protocol yeah. to not hurt me? Nah. Nah, there's no point. No. There's probably a good chance that they're going to murder me, but I mean, uh, you know, yeah. it's I'll toss a coin. Should I put locks on any of the doors? Nah. nah. Yeah, you seem to be able to get into any highly secure office you'd want. You can just, like, walk in. Or the scene where he's on the t- or Spartan comes in, and he's, all on, he's on the TV sets, oh, and he the, shoots yeah, out the, the sets, is, yeah. and then it's like cut to and he's got the gun to the guy's head it's like where the hell was the guy just in the other room like, on TV? just like, like on the patio like, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. glass door <laughs> yeah you can see him like over there but he's yeah. on these tvs you're like all right man you're, you're right there buddy like I, come on I can it's see like you. even you the know. wizard of oz had like a little curtain <laughs> yeah thing. put a curtain on for god's sake <laughs> Yeah, they go down to the underground part, and then they have, like, this big, like, fight with snipes and mm-hmm. yeah, a car chase. Because the bad guys in this new, in the new world are just wanting food, and so they're not really bad guys. And Wesley Snipes is the only bad guy in Wait, what? Yeah, that's, that's what... I didn't get that. Oh, you No, I assume were... that they were wretched and bad. <laughs> they, were, they were bad hombres. <laughs> yeah. They, they were so dirty, and <laughs> they lived <laughs> underground. And... <laughs> they didn't have, uh, you know... Good accents. Yeah. Yeah. And then there is one of them saying a song about how big an asshole he is. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's it's almost exactly the Dennis Leary song. He just goes on this like five minute diatribe. Yeah. They like apparently let him like rewrite some of his part. No. Yes. (laughs) Believe it or not. See, when directors do that with like Robin Williams or Jim Carrey, that kind of works out. But with Dennis Leary, well, it means they like just just stop. He's going to be just mad. He's going to be mad at everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want mean, a cheeseburger. Did you guys see? Did you guys notice Jack Black there? No. Yeah. yeah Jack oh, Black was. There. Yeah. When they, when he, yeah when Edgar Friendly, uh, Dennis Leary's character, is talking to Stallone, like in the underground area, right next to him, like one of his little henchmen. He doesn't say anything at all. Is a very young Jack Black. It took me like I was like <laughs> I was just looking at that. I think I missed that first part of the scene because I was just like, "Is that Jack Black?" Oh wow! Yeah, there's yeah, a tenacious the D song in this. Originally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's well, another thing we didn't point out is Dennis Leary's name. Like they, so Stallone should have put it together. Like, oh, I bet he's a, a good guy, really, because of all all of our names are so literal. <laughs> he probably really is friendly. Edgar friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's got to be hard for any time they like, cast Wesley Snipes in a movie because his name is more badass than any name anybody can come up with. Oh, I know. Except yeah. for Simon Phoenix. That's no, a- I don't. <laughs> that sounds like a boy wizard. <laughs> you know? I don't think Wesley Snipes sounds tough. What? Really? Snipes? Wesley? Snipes? Wesley Snipes sounds like Snipes the name makes you would Wesley give an action movie character. Character, yeah, like it sounds it like a ca- yeah. character. John Cross. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> John Cross. Oh, are you a fan of the John Cross movies? <laughs> okay, so then what happens? We're almost at the end. Well, yeah. Well, then, so finally, like the big old last battle is back at the cryo prison because Phoenix is going to let out all of the criminals, and they're just going to wreak havoc. And presumably, San Angeles, which is what they call Los Angeles, will fall prey to the same shit that went down in 1996. So Stallone goes to the cryo prison and there's a big fight he gets like 
gripped by this like claw toy thing, which yeah. is the thing that like plucks the ice cubes from the tray. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how uh, he. Wesley I gotta get Snipes... one of those for my freezer. <laughs> Wesley Snipes had such good aim with that. Like he could, he yeah. could just go to the arcade. Well, it's the, and do... it's, yeah, that's right. He would be able to get the thing, even though I think it's fucking rigged. I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> if this was anything like the game, it would always be dropping Stallone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He, he just would... keeps trying to pick him up. He's hey, just so feel my misery. <laughs> I think I have another quarter here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But Stallone gets out because he like he breaks the like the cooling the cryo yeah the cryo thing and then like freezes it and then busts it and then there's like all this like liquid cryo stuff on the floor and they're like fighting and like he takes like he breaks something and like the ice seed or something I don't know the science of this the ice <laughs> seed falls down into the ice water and then it goes and then Simon Phoenix gets frozen like mm-hmm. a like everything a gets frozen yeah, everything for, gets frozen yeah he like jumps you know right jumps time. up and like you know manages to avoid like the freeze wave again i don't know the science of this <laughs> and he like kicks phoenix in the head and like knocks it off and it shatters on the floor <laughs> yeah, bounces Good the point. first time yes, and then you. explodes <laughs> on the second bounce. Yeah, the bounce, I thought the bounce was funny though. It's like yeah, a, it's yeah. like the bounce of a basketball. It's like mm-hmm. but don't, it's like well, that's just, it's pretty buoyant. That yeah, thing. <laughs> head that's a nod to white men can't jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another Schwarzenegger classic. <laughs> but also again, this is that's he's just too big to jump. He's just too big to jump. That's exactly how Terminator Two ends. Yeah, and in that it was like that was the only way they could think of to destroy the T one thousand. In this, he's just being a jerk because it's a human being. Yeah, yeah. But it also- he was already dead. You didn't have to kick his <laughs> yeah. head. Like he was—he's a solid ice cube at this point. It also sort of does parallel. <laughs> he's though, not awake in there. The beginning of the movie, because at the beginning of the movie, he has that scene where all the gasoline is leaked on the floor, yeah. and he doesn't smell it or whatever, and then it lights it and it's fire. Right. But then at the end, it's ice. That's uh, right. It's like a George R.R. R. Martin book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Storm of Swords, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, and that's that's sort of the end of uh, of the movie. He goes out and he demolishes the whole building yeah, again. Yeah, that's what happens. He he's still the demolition man, <laughs> but he's got to do him. That but, old veteran cop is like, I told you, all right, I'm trying to tell you. But, demolition man, okay, we made it real clear with the nickname. But he's not just a name. <laughs> but he comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, you did a great job in there. That's great." Before, when he came out of a broken down building that exploded, they were like, "There are 30 bodies in there." Now there's 3,000 <laughs> bodies in there that were blown up. That was yeah. his character arc. He just didn't learn a thing. <laughs> Some of them were probably just frozen for like petty crimes like having marijuana. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Eating he's a in steak. Cahoots, in cahoots with like some builders. He's like, alright, so this, this thing's dumb. I call my buddy uh, Gino. He's a real yeah. good framer. Construction man. He'll set you yeah. up. You yeah, know? Exactly. Oh, that's, yeah. that's what they should have. They should have had a plot line where this future kind of dystopia was only able to like gentrify itself because of all the like low-income housing that Stallone just exploded (laughs) in the course of his adventures. (laughs) So they needed more infrastructure, more building, construction costs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have this moment, though, where it's like, now, you know, that, now that Dr. Cocteau or whatever is dead, Dennis Leary comes out of the sewer and is like, like, he's going to be the new boss. And, and he's like, you know, now we don't have to live in a world where, like, people tell you what to do. But the first thing he does is make fun of Glenn Shaddix's hair <laughs> and kimono. <laughs> you can live how you want, unless it's, like, that weirdo. <laughs> unless it's someone slightly hey, you, different than be me. Be less weird, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I like, it sort of sets it up so that, like, 
we're supposed to sort of look at it. It's like it's got to be one of two ways. It's either you you can't have sex or have fun or swear or anything, or you have to like berate people. Yeah, and, and just make fun of people and be an asshole. Like well, I mean, there's got to be a middle ground. <laughs> it's it's weird because like I guess it's a slippery slope, but like it kind of positions itself as like a 1984 type, you know, mm-hmm. pushing back against the idea of like the thought police or yeah or yeah. this yeah you know something like that. This or, kind like, of Brave New World. There's a Huxley reference in uh, Sandra Bullock's character. Yeah. yeah, but on the other hand, this movie, also because of the time it was written, feels like this backlash against political correctness, mm-hmm. where it's just like, I want to just have a beer and like a burger and say and, what I think. And demolish things and yeah. kill 3,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, I mean, I think a backlash against political correctness is like, now it's like Trumpism. Like that, like in the future, which we're now in, that is not the problem no. that we have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I, yeah, it is sort of interesting. Like, it feels like that has cycled exactly right back to the sort of the same place. So this sort of does seem like could almost like speak to to that segment in like a wrong headed way. You know? For sure, yeah. Well, like, and- do you think that's how people see like the liberals? world, or yeah, like everybody else <laughs> see the future? <laughs> well, liberals need to stop saying "happy, happy, joy, joy" for sure. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. What? What's that? I've that's from that. the movie. No, it's joy, joy feeling. Yeah, joy, I thought joy, it was yeah. from Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the future, all they all of the music that they like are jingles from uh, commercials, like the Oscar oh yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I kind of like that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It was but, it was stupid but funny. I like it didn't seem like the argument was like well formed. Like it seems like no. we can we can have oh. a peaceful society and also enjoy ourselves. It I mean, and that's why I think the critics were like, "Well, this won't last" because it wasn't saying anything. Anything it was trying to say, it was just like it was like, oh, this is something that, I, and then it smashed it in front of you. Just, <laughs> yeah. like, just kidding. <laughs> it, yeah, it contradicts itself for sure. Yeah. A couple of quick things. I know we're running out of time, but a couple of quick things I want to mention. Like we alluded to earlier, it's really weird that this is one of those R-rated '90s movies that had a toy line. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird movie to like think will appeal to kids. But yeah, I, like I, Alien and Terminator, like all those movies. Yeah, RoboCop. Yeah. And, yeah, but I do want to play just a clip of. The toy commercial, if we could. In the future, you have to defrost a cop to put a criminal on ice. Sylvester Stallone is John Spartan, the demolition man. The toughest cop in the 21st century. But Wesley Snipes is cold-blooded Simon Phoenix. Simon says freeze! Now fry like a chicken, chicken. But demolition man always keeps his cool. Hey, you didn't say Simon says. The future isn't big enough for the both of them. Demolition Man, figures of Bola Jet each sold separately, new from Mattel. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that? <laughs> it, you know, it looks like a great toy, really. <laughs> I want a Glenn Shattuck choking figure. Choking hazards there, for sure. I'm going to get a Toys R Us right now. Yeah. Before uh, they go bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like Wesley Snipes gets knocked as like, a glass of ice water at the end. <laughs> That's so weird. Just like Cryo Prison. One uh, other thing I wanted to mention that I, I liked or thought was... Mildly inappropriate and uh, it's silly. Was it like the first time he's in the future, uh, Phoenix, and he has to fight the cops? During his fight scene, every time he does something, there's like, 
The record scratching. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I get it. He's uh he's an African American. <laughs> yeah, <it was, laughs> yeah, there was like a horn hit or something. You're like, all right, man, does he really need to Like, all right, I guess. I don't know why, but yeah, sure. That was Interesting a little, choice. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Interesting choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, choose different. What's that about? <laughs> choose, choose life. I also, just quickly before we totally get off the subject of toys, I feel like I have to share with you the Dennis Leary character's toy. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is super buff. And we gotta put that photo on. The yeah, like a Mad Max kind of. It's basically like leather. If, if Ma- a Mad Max character put on like Borat's bathing suit. No, he's just. Hey, I want to be free to wear a speedo. <laughs> Do some like calisthenics. Yeah, this so, is amazing. It's it's pretty great. Oh man, I don't understand why. Why? Well, he doesn't wear any of that in the movie. We'll have to put up a picture of that on our Facebook page. Well, it looks. I mean, based on that toy commercial, like none of that stuff was in the movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. no, still looked like Spock. He looked like a Spock (laughs) figure. There's not the right uniform. Yeah, a lot of the times they just like repainted or repurposed like old molds. Yeah, to uh, from other movies. Yeah, Wesley Snipes has a flamethrower in the (laughs) toy. He doesn't have a flamethrower from the Alien. And they have some kind of flying. Like motorbike, yeah, which Ripley. is yeah, he's probably Ripley. <laughs> they chiseled yeah. him down. Um, yeah. Executives are for-profit monsters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and we have to talk about the seashell thing because that became kind of a meme in the past few years. Yeah. People were like, I guess the site iMockery published a like a PDF diagram of how they think the three seashells would be used, right. and it's like the two seashells you kind of use like chopsticks to like yank out any lingering pieces of poop <laughs> that and then sounds the, horrible and then the third seashell you use to kind of like tidy up like tidy up the other seashells like the poop and then you like throw them in disposable the i guess well they look oh, like wow. they're made out of like metal or something like the ones in at least in um stallone's character's apartment when he's they, the three of the seashells in his bathroom look like they're made of like stainless steel or something yeah, like that. yeah. so that doesn't even so make sense like, yeah. so why do you yeah. like is the shape of the <laughs> seashell that important if we're manufacturing them we could really like customize <laughs> this for the human body well i think it's you know it's to make it more comfortable so that you don't have to more think pleasant. about the terrible thing that you're doing <laughs> yeah and apparently when you're when you're using <laughs> both hands like salad tongs <laughs> to probably yourself. teleport your crap to a third world country or something <laughs> at least it's put it in the dennis leary's terry gilliam city. i feel like like I'm at the ocean right now. <laughs> don't put it to your ear. What are you doing? Well, apparently the, the, the you don't want to hear any of that. No. The origin, like uh, the origin of the seashells is apparently the screenwriter was writing the script and just wanted like a weird thing to replace toilet paper and couldn't think of one, so he called his friend, and his friend just happened to be taking a shit when he called him, and his friend was, and he's like, I need a weird thing to like replace toilet paper. And he's like, I don't know. There's a bag of seashells in my bathroom, and he's like, perfect. Yeah. And he, also, can you not answer the phone when you're? <laughs> I'm never going to borrow note, your phone could I, again. Uh, could, thank you for the seashell thing. First off, I don't want to take that uh, like lightly, but also just don't, just wait till I. Uh, that was also on. how uh, Orson Welles Orson Welles got the sled idea. He like called a friend. He's like, "I'm taking a shit. Uh, I don't know. There's a sled in here. Perfect. I'll put rosebud on that." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so cinema history was made by yeah. by that guy's I mean, seashells. I, th- I think it's kind of clever because there's no how do you use them? Like that's the thing yeah. that people would talk about forever. I yeah, think it was and that was a, good. That was yeah. that was a like clever thing, which sort of, it sort of makes the movie in a way because it's yeah, it knows what it is in that moment. Oh, it's I, like I, this is this is the comedy the of the future. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the seashells is good too. I was when they brought that up, I was like, is he going to do all this action stuff with a 
with a with like a dirty wet, a wet bum? <laughs> I can't even walk to the store, let alone hey, fight why, crime. Why are you having to? Are you to get toilet me? paper? One, <laughs> one I was shocked. It's like this is the end of the movie right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'll go back to the past, guys. But then, he, but then he swears a bunch and gets the shit tickets, which I did yeah. like. That was cool. He's yeah, like shit, shit tickets fuck, are shit, good, fuck. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna. Wet yeah, but off. those don't look comfortable. Not no, they look like eight They're by eleven. Yeah, no, I mean that's not good either. That's hard card stock right there. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's one thing we didn't talk about the very end of the movie is that it ends with a poop joke and then immediately a sting song starts playing. Yeah, Demolition Man. It's called yeah, Demolition Man. So instead of asking, where's my wife buried or where's my daughter? He goes, poop, kiss me. And that's the end of the movie. Like, it's just it's so weird. Yeah, that's motivation. the 90s man. And also, did Sting know, like, essentially his lead-in would be, like, a conversation about yeah. poop? Well, I think he knew because his whole song is just a recap of the movie, like any great 90s movie song. I don't. Yeah. I don't think that it is. It's is pretty it? vague. I bet he didn't want to read the script. <laughs> no, isn't it? It's a I'm police a song, isn't it? Man, like it's so. Weird. No, no, but isn't it like a police song from the eighties? Maybe it's like about that him was having oh, sex it? on a yeah. mountain. Uh, no, right. that's him demolitioning. <laughs> right, right. You know? I think, in fact, that this movie is an adaptation of the police song. Uh, we've done two song adaptations <laughs> in a row right. now. Oh That's American right. Pie and Demolition Man. They thought that the song was actually about police. They thought the band was actually comprised of policemen. Oh, yeah, you're totally and they're right. And the police are all so nice, so yeah. we should make them nice in the future. Yeah, yeah it, is a, it is a police song. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So it's not just the plot of the movie, unless they took it, the plot of the movie I from the song. Like it kind of is. I don't it's, know. It also connects to last week's show was about American Pie. This yeah. is also a loose adaptation of a song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what song will we talk about next week? <laughs> Again, they probably called Sting, like, hey, we want to make a movie based on your song. Oh, cool. It was actually about like this relationship. Wait, it's stop. about tantric sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to slide a number across the table here. <laughs> and if it's the right number, you don't need to know anything else about the movie. We like the name of the song. We're going to roll with that. Can we say Naked Stallone and Case in Ice? Okay. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll write that. Just so. nod. Just nod. <laughs> uh, the other thing is this movie is a little prescient because uh, he talks about Stallone or, uh, or Schwarzenegger becoming president. Right. There, he talks about point. the oh, well, Schwarzenegger yeah, yeah. presidential library. Blame. Yeah. That didn't happen. Yet. Yet. <laughs> There's still hope. Because you guys, there were, they were talking about a while ago, after he was the governor of California, making a, an amendment to the Constitution to allow a foreign-born citizen to run. And they never fucking did it. And then yeah. they elected Donald Trump. Who is a Russian. Who so. <laughs> so was born and raised in Moscow. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the only Republican who, like, is calling out Donald Trump, right? Yeah. So, like... Honestly, I think the Republicans got to do something. They need to take a note from Demolition Man, make that constitutional amendment like they should have in 1996, and let him run, beat Donald Trump, so we can have like a half decent, same president talk who's about. been in good movies. We need Kindergarten Cop as our president. We need Kimball. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I, I probably said this on the show before, but like when Schwarzenegger started like sending out those videos of him like shit talking Trump mm. and stuff. I was so, like, I mean, like a lot of people, I was rattled by the election results. I felt, in a way, oddly comforted by the Schwarzenegger things, yeah. just because as a kid, I sort of grew up watching Schwarzenegger take on these, like, shady, evil businessmen. So I'm like, okay, like, I feel like I've been in this scenario before, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, he's on our side, and I feel good about that. Hey, Trump, <laughs> Trump this. <laughs> 
It's Somebody give that man a, a subterranean gun layer that he can access. <laughs> it's so funny, too, because I think, like, I don't know, if I was Stallone, it would be, like, my dig at Schwarzenegger because I stole all of his movies in this movie. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, you were, like, the, the tough guy that the government hired to be the face of athleticism for – for the American government, like go be president, like it is a kind of a dig, and then and then Schwarzenegger was like, "I'll be governor. That'll be even." Like, <laughs> I'm gonna go as far as I can. Yeah, exactly. I'll be yeah. governor. My first act will be passing a bill making all restaurants Taco Bells. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Stallone. <laughs> well, look, it's called the Listeria Bill. <laughs> Stallone and Schwarzenegger are friends, and they also like co-invested in Planet Hollywood. So he probably just told him about his political ambitions. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. I'll shitty... make you Secretary of State. They're in that shitty prison movie, too. Yeah, Escape. Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you see that? Escape no. Plan? Yeah. Escape Plan, yeah. Escape Plan. I've never seen it, it but... I, I remember I really that I to. saw it, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like, it's just two hours of darkness in my mind that I... <laughs> it was a blank spot, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> but so I do you... know I, I pressed play on it. <laughs> <laughs> Two hours of cryo sleep for you. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. You emerge in the yeah. future. You watch exactly. Escape Plan and now you can knit. Yeah, when the movie was over, my wife was dead and no one would tell me where my daughter was. Well, that's what happens when you watch Escape Plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we should wrap up. Let's talk about if we thought this movie was rewatchable. Rob, what did you think? I kind of enjoyed it. It was fun. I thought Wesley Snipes was fucking great. He's a charismatic guy. And not too long ago, we watched uh, White Man Can't Jump for the podcast. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, so that's good. a great movie. Yeah. I like miss him now. Like he hasn't been in the in the spotlight for a while. And he was like a real like force of nature for a while. So that was fun. Stallone, he can sometimes be good. And I think he's pretty good in this. And it's sort of like a fun cast. I, I thought it was, you know, rewatchable for a fun action movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Blaine. There's some good things in this, but I don't ever need to rewatch it again. I think. What re-watch... about in 70 years after cryosleep? <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be watching. You're right it out of the ice over again. It's Demolition Man, your first movie you go to. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's Austin Powers. I think <laughs> for the same reason. Yeah, I I don't need to ever see this movie again. I thought there'd be like some like little nuggets in there that would be fun or seashells. Yeah, um... those are different nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> and. Nuggets aren't allowed at Taco Bell. Right, right there. Nuggets were lost in the franchise McDee's. wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not gonna ever. I, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna uh, say no. What Brian? about you? I would say it's. I would watch this movie again. Like, <laughs> I, I watched it and I was like, yeah, this is kind of pretty much what I remember the first time that I watched it. Like, I think I enjoyed it more as a kid, as a younger person, where I wasn't as. Uh, like, I don't know, aware of, like, stupid shit that happens in the movie because I was too stupid to, to realize it. But I think, like, just for that kind of 90s action nostalgia, I, w- I would watch this movie again, like, if, if it came on TV. I at least watch some parts. There's some parts that are really – like, I really remember the fight scene under the museum where they're yeah. – where they're oh, fighting yeah. in old LA, like in, yeah, in old LA. In that, that fight scene LA. kind of like stands out to me as a as a really good fight scene from that time. Like, well, it's pretty clever too, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and the whole like gunfight in the museum and everything like that. There's some cool parts in that movie. So, I would say there's there's a lot worse <laughs> Stallone movies from that time area that we that that era of time that we could have watched. Oh, so, sure. I would say rewatchable. Okay, cool. In my books, Ian. 
Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's so, it's pretty half baked. Like nothing really happens. <laughs> yeah. Like they skip so many things. So many things have to happen so quickly. The friendly part, he's like, he's barely in the damn movie. He's, he's represented quickly and then he has his big speech and then they're like, all right, we ate the rat burger. Uh, we gotta go. Like it's, there's only 20 minutes left in the damn movie. Like we gotta figure some shit out. I like how Stallone finishes the rat burger. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's pretty good. Stallone, he's, He's pretty good in it. Uh, you know, he's got some quips. Bullock and everybody else, it's like, it's really just those two guys. It's Stallone and, and Snipes. Snipes is memorable, but everything that I need to know about Snipes, the blonde hair, the him being a badass, I can just remember in my brain. I don't need to rewatch it. So I wouldn't, and again, if I'm looking at that, if I want that movie, that type of movie, 80s action, I'm going to go, or 90s action, I'm going to go so many other places. So I say it's not rewatchable for me. I don't need yeah. to see it again. What about that, for Sandy Bullock? Are you going to go other places for that? No, she, I mean, that, her performance, though, is like, I mean, she's she's almost supposed to be like Data, like a computer. She's just right. innocent and she doesn't know anything. Yeah. So it doesn't, other than, once you get that quickly, you're like, okay, that's how she is. After that, she's kind of ineffective. She doesn't really do much. Good point. Right? Her, her, her. Her addition to the movie is to uh, get just dialogue. Let flowing. her drive the like, bus. Like, yeah, exactly. Let her drive the bus. Well, she's she fair like, in it. But. Kills a man and then doesn't react to yeah, it. She's, she's like, like oh, that's cool. He died by my own hands. Oh, I yeah. Well, she says, she's <laughs> like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, she there you go. You sometimes killed... you need violence. That's, yeah. called, that's, that's the moral called murdering, of the story. Sandra. That's a, you are a murderer now. Yeah. 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 That's the that's M right, in the MDK. This ain't no 1960s jukebox here. You're a murderer. I don't think I need to see it again. But it wasn't awful. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I do think for me, I did enjoy watching it, but I think that the morals of the movie that we've been kind of wrestling with are are a problem based <laughs> on the fact that this came out the year after Rodney King. Yeah. And, and also watching right. it now in 2017, I, I was bothered by the fact that this is a story of a cop chasing a black guy through time. Schooling the other cops on yeah. the fact that they're not shooting people enough. Right. Oh, yeah. So shit. true. It's pretty bad. Yeah. And just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the message, like, I get sometimes the message about conformity and, you know, freedom we is good. We should all be individuals. Yeah, yeah. But, but other times, you know, the <laughs> message of blowing up buildings is okay if it's, if it means getting the job done. Like, right. yeah. and, and anytime it's like, being a cop is best when you're breaking the law, I think is a troublesome <laughs> message. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's pretty funny at times. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird mix between like a Joel Silver kind of action movie and like a very broad comedic satire where like, like the jingles playing on the radio, that felt like idiocracy or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. It shoots super Which broad. Which is kind sometimes. of this movie too, in a way. Yeah, totally. It's all over the better. place in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I don't know. I guess I'd say, I think I have to say it's mildly rewatchable just because it was crazier than I remembered it. <laughs> just so many details. <laughs> One last note about Taco Bell. Oh, God. Uh, I did forget Jesus. to mention that there was a Taco Bell tie-in for this. They had, like, the future cups with, like, I think the logo from the cryonics place was on the cup, too, which is weird. <laughs> this is really cool. It'd be great if it was, like, slushy <laughs> or something. It's just a head and the, like, soap <laughs> fountain machine. Yeah, and they had, uh, instead of a toy, you could get a free poster. Oh, that's uh, nice. Free demolition man poster. Who want in. that? I saw watch the commercial today. So I don't know. Yeah, it's, it was it was a, it was okay, but I think it sends <laughs> some not great messages. W- one thing right. um, apparently to kids because that's <laughs> who they were marketing this movie towards. I did read that like they had originally for Wesley Snipes' character for Simon Theix, they wanted to get like Jackie Chan 
But yeah. he doesn't. He didn't want to do a bad guy because Asian audiences don't like to see their heroes as bad guys. Apparently, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like originally like a black person. It was an Asian person. <laughs> as long as it wasn't a white person, yeah, yeah. 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 we're okay. Yeah, but I, mean, I just mean like the right? LA riot thing. I think you know, not, I don't want to say it's coincidence because it's definitely there. I mean, but I don't it's know. Like, I don't know if it's like. A, yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't know if it's like a. Con- Problematic. Like, as yeah. a, as the, the fact that like it opened podcast. with LA on fire, yeah, and like yeah. a a gang had taken over like a district of the city. If they picked a different city, like <laughs> Boston, the cops or are something. gonna go get them ruthlessly. Yeah. No matter Detroit. what, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Detroit. <laughs> and the, and it's a literally, yeah, it's literally like a cop gets in yeah. legal trouble for doing something he shouldn't have, and he's the hero. I don't know. I think yeah. maybe I'm, I'm sure it was written before the the Rodney King case, but. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like I don't know. I still, bad. I still enjoyed parts of this. Sandra mm-hmm. Bullock, the sex helmets, yeah, the seashells, yeah. Are right. I gonna wear a sex helmet? Do they put those on animals when they screw? What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of that actually. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on this week. Where can people find you around the internet and your podcasts? Once uh, again. So uh, I'm a I'm a stand-up comic. I'm around town in Toronto. I run a couple shows, one called Top Shelf Comedy, uh, the first Friday of the month at Comedy Bar, and a new show at the Broadview Hotel called Jokes of Fury, which is on the third Monday of the month. So you can come watch live shows, or you can check out our podcast, Food and Chair Magazine. That's me and Ian. Uh, the first season is available for stream or download on iTunes or Spotify, not Spotify, uh Google Play, wherever you get your podcast, you can usually find it there. Is it on mini uh, disc? <laughs> you can, by special request, we will burn it to a mini disc for you. As long as you have a mini disc player and a sex helmet, you can enjoy Food and Chair the way it was meant to be enjoyed. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. And you can uh, just Google Food and Chair magazine to find out more about the podcast. Yeah, we'll and, link to it in the show notes. Yeah, too. cool, awesome. And Ian? Oh, absolutely. Brian pretty much covered it. I'm comic too. I do comedy all over the city. For anyone listening, I run an open mic on Mondays at 10 p.m. at the Ossington. If you want to do stand-up for the first time, come and see me. It, uh, it'll be fun. Well, we'll have the, the seashells there in the back in case you're too stressed out. In case you're really nervous. Yeah. I could accident. do a good 45 minutes just about the seashells. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. That is the best part of the flick, I think. Uh, <laughs> what's the deal with the seashells? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for listening. As always, you can find more of our episodes at rewatchability.com, facebook.com slash rewatchability. You can like us on there. Twitter, we're at rewatchability. Sex helmet. Sex helmets, we're <laughs> at rewatchability. At rewatchability on your sex helmet. <laughs> <laughs> iTunes slash sex yeah, helmet. Please slash go, to, go to Apple Podcasts and rate us on a scale of one to five tacos, <laughs> which is how uh, everything will be rated now in the future. <laughs> It's going to be very Taco Bell-centric uh, in the coming months, yeah. so get ready for that. Demo, <laughs> Demo Man is coming back. You're really going to need the three seashells. <laughs> yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.